Thank you, CLC. Kali Badoza. Father, we thank you. Zeki Betoza, we give you praise. Zebi, Father, we thank you. You can have your seat, church. You can have your seat. Father, we give you praise. Father, as we dig deep into your word, give us bread. Bread of life. May we receive bread in abundance. Let's eat of, let us take and have enough of that will fill our spirit. Father, we're here to receive from you. Speak to us, Lord. For in Jesus' name we've prayed. Hallelujah. Come on, church. Hallelujah. Okay, so uh, we continued from uh, where Pastor Herm ended last week. So basically, we're talking about go back to the basics. Back to the basics. Going to the real core. To the very foundation. That's what we're doing today. And um, this is Bible study. So, am I calling names? Am I calling you to read? Yes. Yes. I want to go back to those. Back to the basics now. Old school. So, I'm not preaching today. So, what was A? For, yeah, last week. <laughs> audits. What are we going to audit? Our lives. Then what's B? What are we doing with boundaries? Over our what? Over our lives. So not anything goes. You know your limits. Is it not? Then what's C? Community. And what does that mean? Join a community. Oh, do not forsake the gathering. Ah, there's Agungi community. I want to live in that community. Then what's D? Devotion. And what's key there in what she said? Nike. Uh -huh. Devotion. Study and pray. Somebody wants to say something? Okay. Then in devotion, are we just doing that at any time? Whenever we feel like? I'm asking. So there should be a specific time, dedicated time to do it. Then what's the next one? Education. Is it higher education? Primary school education? She actually used the word educate, is it not? Which is to learn. So it's not education. To educate, which is learn. Always learning. Take time to study. After you hear the word on Sunday, on Tuesday, go back again to read it. Don't just take it hook, line, and sinker. My pastor has said it. It is true. Yes, but go back. Read it. Have the word again for your own self. And what's the last who are you following? Elizabeth, uh -huh. who are you following? Huh? Follow no road. Yeah. 
So I think one key thing she talked about, follow those who have gone ahead. And one other thing she added is that when you follow your pastor, your job is not to criticize. Look at what he has done, right? Follow through. The one you think is making a mistake is a learning point for you to correct, not for you to go and castigate and judge. Praise the Lord. So what's G? You see those who they attend service, they are talking. <laughs> you see those that did not attend class, they don't they talk. There was no G last week. <laughs> so you see, I've just tested those who were actually in class. So today we're going to start from G. But let me give you a bit of foundation. So when we talk about the basics, you're going to the very, very, that if they strip you of everything you have as a Christian, you will still stand. Because you know what's true. And I was preparing for this, this message, what I thought of to explain this, Terminator. You know the very, those, the very first parts. When the guy was um, the bad guy. No, Terminator himself was destroyed. Even the flesh, everything got out. He was still active to do the mission. He was stripped to the very basic. All of this was covering. But even when he lost everything, he didn't say, because I've lost the flesh, I've lost my covering. Mission ended. No. He pursued the mission. He understood that with just this skeleton, this exoskeleton I have, I can still do the job. In the world of business, that's what we call MFO, minimum functional objective. What's the minimum thing you need to do that business? Strip it down to the very basic. And that's what we're trying to do with going back to the basics. Trying to identify the MFO, the minimum functional objective you need to run as a Christian. And the key word here, one other thing to emphasize, it's not enough to hear all of this. Put them to action. At the end of the day, for every of these classes, take an action. Which one do I need to adjust? Which one do I need to correct? So today we'll be talking about giving for G. Giving. At the heart of Christianity is giving. Everything about us as Christians is about giving. From day one, how did, you, how did you become a Christian? By giving your life. So it is core. So don't let anybody fool you to say that you don't need to give to be a Christian. Because you started by what? Giving. Pastor someone will say that the source of a thing is what? The sustenance. The source of you being a Christian is that you gave. So why midway do you want to stop because you're hearing something out there? So giving is an essential. Let's read um, Matthew 20 verse 28. Okay, before that, hold on for like a eh? Get me John 3.16. Oh, before I put it up, it's already there. I want to give somebody to recite it. But it's already there. 
So John 3, 16, what does it say, church? Let's read. Say what? God what? Gave. And what did he give? He gave his what? His one and only. There were no other two. There was no second Jesus. And say the one that is stubborn. I better go, 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 go save them. Go save them. The one that is good, stay in heaven. The Bible said he gave his one and only. So in giving, we give our best. We give our best. If you've already given your life, then your money should not be a problem. Are we together, church? So if you've given your life, your money is not a problem. Your car is not a problem. Your skill is not a problem. Everything associated with you should not be a problem for you to release. Because already your life is no longer your own. Oftentimes we miss that, we miss that part. You've already given your life. That means you are the back and call of God. Whenever God says show up, you show up. If it's 2 a.m., 1 a.m., 6 p.m., 7, whatever be the time, God says show up, you show up. Then in giving, we give also sacrificially. I want to stay hard that too. So his giving is not just when it's convenient. God sacrificed. He gave not because it was the convenient thing for him to do. So giving is not when you think you have enough, more than enough, that you want to give it out. Sometimes you have to give what the only thing you have the one and only thing you have. Praise the Lord. Get me Matthew 20 verse 28. See, just as the Son of Man did not come to be served, but to serve and to give his life what has a ransom for many. This to emphasize the point, giving it's sacrificial. So in going back to the basic, you don't just give when it's convenient. Sometimes you give when you don't even feel like it. And God has said, give. Praise the Lord. I'm going to run quick into four principles about giving in the New Testament. Giving begins with a cost. You give with a reason. You don't just give. When they say give offering, you just go and look for the small change. No. You give for a curse. When Jesus Christ called the disciples, they joined Jesus because Jesus has said something. The kingdom of God is at hand. There was something why they joined. So in the New Testament, one thing you need to know, you give for a reason. When pastor is saying, give this, give your tithe, give your offering, Come to church, give your time, come and serve. It's to propagate the kingdom. Secondly, giving and trace is sacrifice. I've talked about that. 
The one thing you should also know, giving leads to life. You see that in John 12, verse 24. I'll read this. Our capacity to give is one of the best indications of mental health. I've, I have known very few generous people who are mentally ill. If you give, it shows that you really know. Your head covered. And if you go and meet psychologists, they'll tell you it's one of the for sure signs we become being selfish and guess to an extent something is wrong. That all you care about yourself is yourself and yourself. Something is wrong. So one sure sign that you're mentally stable is that when you give. You've seen others, people that hoard. You've watched those movies, those series. Do you think they're stable? That books you bought in 1976, because you don't want to part away with it, you keep it. You might say, hey, Pastor, I'm not that extreme. But you know those stuff you hoard in your life. That God has asked you to give. You've heard those stuff. Praise the Lord. Then lastly, the giving produces joy. The happiest people on earth are givers. So you give with a curse. With a curse, you give, giving entries, sacrifice. Giving leads to life. Giving produces joy. At the heart of Christianity, our exercise of the game, is all about giving. So as we go back to the basic, go back, extray your life, audit. Which part of my life am I withholding back? That God has asked for, and you're not releasing. That God has asked for, and you're not giving it out. Praise the Lord. So let's go back to H. And guess what H? Pastor, skip your mouth. <laughs> Who can guess H? Let's, I see it's a Bible study. So it's not just a teaching moment. Holiness. Mm -hmm. One more or two more. Honor. Honesty. One more. Humility. Well, the winner goes to honor. So honor is another key thing that we need. There are three things we are to honor. God, our parents, and our colleagues, our peers. It's essential. Honor is simply I respect or great esteem. The quality of knowing or doing what is right. Let's read Proverbs 3, verse 9. Shall I read on the side screen? It says, Honor the Lord with your wealth, with the first fruit of all your crops. So you see, it's even tied to giving. In giving, you're honoring God. 
Now let me show you another way you can still know God. Where it's a bit different. Cain and Abel, they both gave, is it not? But only one person honored God. Okay, let me bring it more granular a bit. When do you pay your tithe? Don't ask. Don't answer. Think, is it the very first day your tithe comes in or after you've spent everything and you take that same tent? You just, the, the tent, the one tent is still intact. After you've done every other expenditure, oh, I never pay my tithe. And you now give God. Is that honor? Church, is that honor that you've given your tithe, is it not? So you see, there's a difference. Go back. It says, first fruits. First. 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 As it comes in, before you do, do any other stuff, give God his own. Why do we have, um, when we give our offerings, use envelope? We can as well just bring it and squeeze it and trade in. Is that honor? No. You're coming before a God. Not that he needs your money, but you just need to show him respect. Just need to show him respect. So whatever you do, you want to do for God, it's better you're giving whatever it is. Add a bit of add a bit of honor to it. Make it special. Make it different. Like for me, when I pay my tithe at the end of the month, as my salary comes, I pay my offering also. Straight up. I don't wait for Sunday, Sunday, Sunday to be given. Anything I give on Sunday is an extra. But I have some that have said already, I will give God as offering. I give you what? The first of it all. It might be just those little bits that will make you stand out. So honor God. Be deliberate. Look out for ways. How do I honor him? On that simple way be, will be coming to church on time. Particular when it's within your reach. Yes, I know Lagos can be crazy. But know that on Sunday, you didn't go to work on Saturday. You went watching movie, partying everything. And oh, why didn't you come early? Pastor of slept. What were you doing? Not really. I was just watching movies. I went to that event. And like, if you know you're going to meet God, the creator of the universe, the next day, I think you need to be more, more prepared. If they tell you that the president of Nigeria is going to be here on Sunday, you know you're going to do something different. Let's not get so used to God that we think he's just our, our friend. See, God has revealed himself. I'm still doing that study in the Bible. There are three ways he has revealed himself in the Bible to us. One, as our father, which we have access. We can go to him, we can gist, we can misbehave, we can do all of that. Then two, as Lord, on a work relationship. You need to do this, you need to do that. He gives you instruction. 
Then it's a very, very important part. Which somehow, most of us have not gotten to that point. He is God. I pray you get to understand that what it means. You know, in Bible days, the Israelites dare not call him. That is what, Yahweh. They dare not say it. They don't even, they can't say it. They can't mention his name. But today you have the privilege to call on his name, Yahweh. And what do you do? Yahweh, you just, you just, lackadaisical. But I pray that God will give you that revelation of who he is as God to you. Because understand that he creates the entire universe. See, the entire world is in his hands. Everything. The entire galaxy space. He knows the breath and everything. So don't when you come, come with that prepared mindset. I'm coming to meet my God. So honor him. God will help me with time. Jesus is Lord. So let me jump, leave that part. But I believe you understand the part I'm trying to exercise there. That this generation, don't take it for like because you think you have grace that you can misbehave in his presence. God still kills. I'll tell you that. He still kills. Uzziah wanted to do what? Touch his hack. And I coward again, but I slap. Who send you walk? Death to slap wake him straight. That's in God. You see, the Bible says is what? It's the same. Yesterday, today, and forevermore. They might say, but why is he not doing it? It seems because he has shown you that part. And that part of God. Let me not show them who I am as God. Let them see me as Lord and Father. Because that part is a lot easier for them to deal with. But if you have that revelation of who he is as God, that when you come to church, sometimes we even eat. You take your shingon, whatever, the paper, you drop them inside God's house. It's only to sit, think, think it through. See, when you, see, when you revere things of God as holy, it's the first step for you eh, protecting your own self. That this body, God lives in it. Not everything goes for us as Christians. There are boundaries with God. There are boundaries. Yes, grace exists. But there are boundaries. So please, please honor God. Honor him. When the world is great, not the time you want to start going outside. The message is going. Ah, they don't finish. You just carry your Bible. Back, 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 back. Inside God's house, the world is still going. They've not seen the service have closed yet. And you just pack yourself. And you walk away from his presence as he released you. Did he say he's done with you for the service? Honor God. Don't take the things of God play. Not be, don't they take and play. Anyway, consign God, don't they take and play. Oh. <clears throat> Let me show you a bit of story. In my uni days. So I was in charge of um, I was the bus driver, so called my pilots, and uh, the social, what they called? OGS, organizing secretary. 
Those two rows were mine. So basically, in service, the instruments will gather it, set it up. So on this particular weekend, so my colleagues, I think I should be in third year or so, third year or fourth year. So one of my classmates was the SUG social secretary. So they had an event that evening. So somehow they looked for, um, they had equipment, but somehow they ran out of mic microphones. So he knew that in Castle, I handled the instrument. So he came to me like, ah, Romeo, I need microphone for, for the event we have. Ah, I said, oh, microphone. He wanted to create relationship and everything. I gave him the microphone. That night, I knocked his sleep. God was like, what has been dedicated to me? Is that what you've given for somebody else to use that has nothing to do in serving me? Now, microphone, no. But I'm, while I'm emphasizing this, things that has to do with God, you don't play with it. As inanimate as this, that I'll be microphone, let them just take it. I work cleaner now. No, it's been dedicated to God. Set apart for God's use. If you have that understanding, you know that your body, you can't misbehave with it. It's the way you treat your body. That's the way you treat things that concerns God. So I'm, I'm spending more time because it is key. We've missed it a lot. Because in order for God to protect us, he will shield him. He just will walk away from you. And let you see just that loving part of him. But that deeper relationship, he will not reveal it to you. But when you honor him, in things that look irrelevant, but is important to him, you will see him reveal himself. So honor him. Don't play with the things of God. Don't. You don't play with it. Since I'm a holy God, He's still holy. That doesn't change about him. It doesn't change. So I hate sin. I, it, it never changed. Praise the Lord. The next part we're going to honor is our parents. Be your biological parents. Be your spiritual parents. The Bible says, honor your parents so that what? Your days may be long. You have that in the New Testament and it was repeated again in the Old Testament and repeated again in the New Testament. My Bible says that's the only commandment with a what? With a promise. For those who are close to me, I always say this nobody can curse me. My papa don't bless me. Forget. What are you to talk now? Sanya, you to talk. Because I honor my father. Because my father has spoken a word over me. Nobody, I don't care whatever you said. The covering I have, I've declared his word. But that covering is based on the fact that I honor them. So when they threaten your life, say so you go die, then you misconform all over the place. You know what to do if you've not done that. And if you're already doing it, there's no need. That's the promise. Go to the next verse. Verse 3. For like enough from my hand, I'm sure. So that it may go well with you and that you may enjoy what? Chicken, huh? It's as simple as that. Honor. How do you honor? Give them what? First right. 
answer them, call them. For those who, know, who do not give their parents monthly stipend, start doing it now. Don't wait to make the big money. Say, when I start working for Chevron, or my brother, if you're not drowning, they pay you 100K, you won't do it when they're paying 3 million. You will not, just know that. I started doing that from when the very first, when I, the first job I had in the secondary school, they paid me like 8,000, about 3, yeah, I think 8,000. At that time, I was giving to my parents. Honor them. Honor them. And if you don't have, find a fertile ground. You have a spiritual parents in the house. Honor them. See, honor is not necessarily about the person. It's more about you. From what we read, whose life is going to be long? See your parents' life. It's your own life. So when you see us treat our Father in the Lord with honor, it's not because we are stupid. We are fulfilling the promise, the word. So when you see me too, honor, not because well, I'm, not, I'm not actually, for, for me, if you know me, I'm not sent. But it's for your own good that you honor me as your pastor. It's as simple as that. You know, so you can't honor me and not honor my wife. Let me add on. She can shout and everything. But she's part of me. So if they shout, those like me too, they shout. Praise the Lord. So honor is more about you. It's more about you, what you will get. Then also honor the people around you. Treat your friends with respect. Give them that honor. Give them that place. Not only when you want something, then you now start going to do mm-mm. Give them that honor also. Praise the Lord. Going to be real fast. So after G, we have I. What's I? Let's guess. Quick, quick. We're in Bible study. What's I? Huh? Speak with confidence now. Intelligence, integrity. What else? Huh? Intention now. What else? One more. Intimacy. Okay. And the winner is integrity. Integrity. Femme adherence to a code of especially moral values. Means incorruptible. You cannot be swayed. You cannot be swayed. Let's read them. First Chronicles twenty. Uh, okay, First Chronicles twenty nine seventeen. So I know, my God, that you test the heart and are pleased with integrity. All these things I have given willingly and with honest intent, and now I have been with you, with joy. I will. Okay, but the main part there is, I know, my God, that you test the heart and are pleased with integrity. Not two-faced. Integral. That's the root word. Integral means one. At your workplace, at your family, out there in the streets, you're not a duplicate. 
you are one, the same person. The way you will treat your fellow church members, that's how you treat your colleagues at work. So that's what integrity, that you are the same. You're not, we don't know which one you be. If the wind blows, goes here. No, no, no. That no matter the conditions, you remain the same. Now, people would say, ah, if I meet um, Gwen, ask her this question, they should be sure that somebody can answer and say, this is what Gwen will say. That if they ask the man and say, don't go ask the man this question, don't worry, I know what the man will say. And they go ask, truly, that people already know you, that you stand by a code, you stand by the word of God. That you're not moved, you're not sway. Praise the Lord. A good way to explain it should be in Genesis 20, 39, 1 to 20. But I'm going to read it. It's about Joseph. You see, in the life of Joseph, different scenarios, but Joseph was the same all through. Be it in the pits, Potiphar's house, in the prison, he was the same. Joseph had the opportunity to misbehave. Day in, day out, he was being offered to sleep with a woman. Free of charge. Nothing. But Joseph knew he was. Stood his ground. Stood his ground. What's your price? Or do you have a price? So that's the question you should ask yourself. Do you have a price? Because in all society, you should not have a price. Because that life will not be your own. You've already given it out. So you have nothing. You have no bargaining ship. You should not have a price. So as Christians, we need to exhibit our life with integrity. Everything we do. These days, because so rampant, people are scared to do business with church members. I can literally just put their hand in their head. It should not be. I should be able to meet Obiora and say, Obiora, I want to do business. I need this number of shares to do. And I will be able to give him the money and trust that Obiora will do that job and bring it back. As per design, as per agreement. That what we've agreed on paper, that at the end of the day, when he brings the furniture to me, is exactly what? And the same quality of materials. Not that you've given me price for high definition wood. Now something else that months later I begin to see dust. They come out from my bed. It shouldn't be. It shouldn't be Christians. Our world should be our bond. You don't need to swear. You don't. Your word should be your bond. And when you say this word, I will do. You will do it. Believers, we need to return to the basics. Praise the Lord. I'm going to say this to the fathers.
in the house and online. Office and ahead of his story of a, a, teens, uh, not teens, a children's church class. I think they were the age of around um, between 11, between, it's between 8 to 10. 60% of the students, of those children, have tasted alcohol. Yeah. It's a children's church. In church, church. Let this sink yet. A church. 60% of the students in that class, they tasted children alcohol. And even one of them can differentiate which one is vulgar, which one is brandy. Can explain it. And what's of it all? One of them said this. That this is his father. The father have taken beer remaining. And give the child to sip. What are we teaching our children, fathers? Men, what are we doing? Is that our father, our parents taught us? Is that how we are, we are trained? Men in the house and those online. Is that how we are trained? That you've grown to the point you are not a man, that you want to spoil the life of your children. God said, I want godly seed from you. You're confusing the child. Pastor said, don't take alcohol, but he goes out. My father is taking alcohol. So it's okay to live two lives. That's what you've, you established for that child. Your life in church will be the same. The loving husband we see in church will be the loving husband we see at home. You should be the same. Caring brother. Faithful. But at home. Sister, not if you talk. She can approach you. She can have discussion with you. But yet you speak in tongues. You go to hell without your tongues. First Corinthians put it. First Corinthians 13. So even I speak in all of tongues and everything, but I have not love. Banza. It's nothing. It's a waste of thing. Then for the single ones, guys too. Holy brother, we see you. But you are marking from one sister to the other one. That's become a trend that I even know your story. What are we doing, brothers? You might say these things are not, but that's how it starts. And when you now have a family, these things start manifesting. Your life should be the same. Be it in church, be it at home, be it out there in your relationship. should be the same. You don't preach a gospel in church and preach another one that we can, we can test. Then you start beginning to go from Hmm? I'm a Manchester again, huh? I'm a Manchester. And you dangle the old stuff of marriage in front, and the gullible ones will fall. Ladies, I don't think God designed it for marriage only. As you come to this world, it's marriage. There's more to it. 
There is more to it. Find your purpose. Be there doing it. And the guy will come. And the right one will come. They don't need to come and dangle marriage for you and all of a sudden, you, you open. Because they dangled marriage. Integrity. The, the loving sister, the good sister that speaks in tongues should be the same out there in the closet. Praise the Lord. Fathers, we have a lot to do in this generation. We have a lot to do in this generation. Like the words that we say, everything rises and falls with what? Leadership. And fathers, we are the leaders in the home. We set the bar high. We set the pace. Some of the stuff we see, the issues we see in society is because the family is a mess. That's because the fathers are not in their place. Don't just jump into my because I'm old enough. My brother, uh, it's not about age, Joe. It's not about age. If you're not ready, stay single. And my brother, when it's not stay single, begin misbehave all over the place. Like in Proverbs, in Proverbs 5, begin saw your seats, your water all over the place, begin poem. Pipeline. That's not what it is. The Bible says it's meant for you alone. For the wife of your youth. That's what the Bible says, oh. Not to be shared alone. It's, my, it's in the Bible. Let them be yours alone. Never to be shared with strangers. Go to the year 16. Uh-huh. Should your springs overflow in the streets? Brothers, should your springs overflow in the streets? Your streams of water in the public squares? 17. Let them be what? Never to be shared with you? 18. May your fountain be blessed and may, your, may you rejoice with the wife of your That's God's word. So let's live that life of integrity. Jay. What's Jay? Guess. Let's guess. Let's guess. Fast, fast. Justice Judgment. Just. If it's judgment, God will help us. <laughs> well, Jesus is our standard. See, all those myths, they say, ah, if I know begin poem all over the place, I'll get prostate cancer. Now lie. Now lie. It's life from the pit of hell. The Bible did not. <laughs> I want you to understand. The Bible did not record Jesus Christ having a prostate cancer. He never had sex, and nothing happened to him. There are men who haven't done anything, and they were not sick because of that. So it's a bit from the life from the devil to say because you want it, let me just begin go. If you know if you do, you masturbate. That's a lie from the devil. I need to confront the lie with the truth. And that's God's word. 
marriage is what? Honorable. That's something I didn't say in honor. You honor institutions. You honor, I want to research you, honor is marriage. If you're not ready for it, don't jump into it. I've already said that. Jesus is our standard. In everything we do, he's our standard. Our advice is going to read Matthew 5, chapter 5 to 7. Is a mount, is a sermon he gave on the mountain. There were various teachings he gave one after the other. Jesus is our standard in everything. Not Pastor K. Not Bishop Oyedeko. Not um, Apostle of Hood. Jesus is our standard. That's what Pastor M said in last week. When you follow, they follow them. Not just follow blindly. They fall into who? You fall into that complete. Ah, Pastor, you fall in. What you do your eye? You follow with your eyes wide open. When they, you hear the word, the Bible says of the Berean Christians, what did they do? They went back, studied. Oh, did they inside? Oh, yeah. They follow. With their eyes open. They didn't blindly follow. Where there was a mistake, ah, I jump and pass. You wait. The man of God corrects. You follow again. That's how it ought to be, Christians. Jesus is our standard. He knew no sin. Praise the Lord. So, okay, kingdom mindset. I'll round up. Kingdom mindset. As believers, we are gathered here to propagate the kingdom of God. That's the reason why we are here. That's the reason you're born again. See, the kingdom of God is not about um, food, eat and drink. No. It's about what? Love, righteousness. The kingdom of God is at hand. We are here to propagate the kingdom. But you can't have a kingdom mindset when you don't know the kingdom. When the kingdom is not within you. The kingdom needs to reside in you, manifest in you, grow in you. And by then it can influence your mindset and change things around you. That you understand. When they say, let's do this, you know. It's not because the pastor is saying that it's all about the kingdom. That when you give, you give it because we need to move this gospel out there. When you say, let's go for evangelism, you're coming because it's an urgent, there's an urgency for us to do that. So you need to have that kingdom mindset. The kingdom of God is the rule of God in our hearts. The kingdom of God is the rule of God in our hearts. When God can rule your heart, he can control your mindset. So it starts from there. In Romans 12, 1 to 2. I'll read that. Then. Romans 12. So therefore, I urge you, brothers, in the view of God's mercy, to offer your bodies 
Okay, go to verse 2. So do not conform to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by renewing of your mind. Then you're able to test and approve what God's will is, is good, pleasing, and perfect will. So there's a transformation that needs to take place. But that transformation needs to start from the heart. In Proverbs, it says, guard your heart. Heart of the world, the issues of life are there. So you need that mindset, that kingdom mindset, whereby you're always driving. Your goal is to see that God's work move forward. You think global. It's not just this is alone. If on that church is doing a program and you feel there to pray, pray for them. As far as they're what? Moving the kingdom forward. You all know that when you get to heaven, there's no DCC. Hope you know that. So if you have that global mindset or what that heavenly mindset, that's all about God's kingdom. That the man of God is misbehaving. And you see people castigating and everything. You join them because it's not my pastor. No, that's not the kingdom mindset. Anybody that has to do, that's working in the kingdom, you protect, you guide them, you shield them. Praise the Lord. Let me take the last one, motives. I will skip love because we talked about love in February. That's what L is, love. If you really want to learn about love, go and listen to all the messages. So for N, motives. You know, when Judas kissed Jesus, I think I wrote something here. Your kiss should not lead to death. Your kiss should not lead to death. My brother, your my sister, it shouldn't be or you give. So they will know in that department, now you get the money pass. You just want to show off. Or you come to church early, just so that they don't say, ah, when they call, now me, I'm the best. Some motives are right, some motives are out of place. In Matthew 6, 1 to 8, Jesus addressed that. Talk about the motives of towards giving, motives towards praying, motives towards fasting. You see, when your right hand should give, your left hand should not what? No. That you should pray. Don't go and stay in the public. Let me see, ah, this brother, they pray. You've already gotten your reward. Then when you fast, everybody knows that. What's it happen? I'm fasting. You've gotten the reward. The Bible says, dust yourself, powder yourself, look good. Get your motives right. And that's how to start with audits. When you audit your motives, it will help you in any aspect of your life. Praise the Lord. Let's be on our feet. So talk about G is what? H I J K L M I feel like I gave me Jeremiah 6 verse 16. 
So the reason we're doing all of this is tied to this. Thus said the Lord, stand by the roots and look. Ask for the internal parts. Where the good old ways, then do what? Walk in it. You will find rest for your souls. But they said, I hope that's not our portion. And that's part of what we've done today, to show you the good old world. So we're going to ask for grace to walk in it. We'll talk about from A to G today. Ask for M. Talk for, ask for the grace to walk in this path that has been declared to you, that has been revealed to you. Libra toza kimeredei. Zeke petu zedi maliando. Zeki zopedi ededei. Father, we give you praise. Inke toze palakato zedei. Ask for the grace to walk in that good old path. That path might be covered with bushes. Might be covered with different ideas, ideology in the society. But what we've done is going back to the basic is to clear the path, to show you the way, the real way. To make the path clear for you. So walk in it. Father, we thank you. In Jesus' name. Father, we thank you. Just as you reveal the path to us, we ask for the grace to walk in it. That will not deviate. Neither to the left, neither to the right, or even walk backward. That rather will push on forward. Thank you, awesome God. For in Jesus' name we pray. We know you've been blessed by this message. To order a copy of this message or any of our messages, you can call us on 080-777-14411 or 080-777-14412. Or you can visit our website on www.davidschristiancenter.org. David's Christian Center, home of victorious people.